0: victory in the camp this morning. Do you believe it this morning? Your sins are gone under the blood. Amen. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. We can stand as we sing it together. When I'm Morning, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a privilege we have to gather in the presence of a living God. Amen. We're gonna to go to prayer at this time if the brothers could just come, please, and prepare for the morning offering. We do have a couple prayer requests. Amen. Brother Kurt, just could I ask you to come, please open the service for us if you would. And Brother Norm Woods just written in that we would please pray for Sister Heidi Neighbor, who is suffering from back spasms this morning and not able to be here today. Also, our sister, Julie Kosla, is just asking for prayer for her mother. She is in terrible pain due to kidney stones last night and is in the hospital today. The doctors are waiting for a blood report to schedule surgery, and she's very weak in flesh but very strong in the Lord, and just praying for a complete healing and recovery. Amen. May the Lord be with her. We know there are many needs in the body. If there's a need that you have, you can let it be known. He sees every hand, every heart. Brother Curtis, if you would please come and open the service for us. Thank you.
1: Just bow our hearts to the one and only living God, the Lord Jesus Christ, our creator, the only creator, the only life, and Lord, we identify ourselves with you, Lord Jesus, and we believe that you have identified yourself with us, and that makes all the difference, Lord Jesus. We know each other. We know you personally, Lord Jesus, not just through word, not just through print, not through a friend or a family. This is firsthand, Lord Jesus. This is an intimate relationship with you, Lord Jesus, and we're not ashamed to declare it. Lord, you come first. You always come first, Lord Jesus, like a husband, Lord Jesus, like a father, Lord Jesus. Lord, we don't need another opinion, Lord. We already have that a perfect opinion. That's you, Lord Jesus. Your word, your message for this hour, Lord Jesus. Lord, you sent us something perfect, Lord Jesus. How can we uh, water it down? How can we look to another, Lord? A perfect way through Calvary, Lord Jesus, through the cross is the way that you're bringing us home, Lord Jesus. Even this morning, maybe lay down everything, Lord, that stands between us and you, Lord. May we lay down any 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 complexes any phobias fears unbelief lord any unforgiveness lord any pride may we prepare for your word lord jesus by preparing our hearts for you lord if there's anything lord jesus an ought against another whatever it may be lord we just we don't want anything to hinder what you have for us you prepared us food this morning lord jesus you prepared our pastor, Lord Jesus, with a word that came straight from Your throne, Lord, and we want every little morsel of it, Lord Jesus. Prepare our hearts, Lord, and Lord, for those who are suffering in their bodies, Lord, suffering in their spirits, Lord Jesus. Maybe they're at home, maybe they're unwell, Lord Jesus. Our two sisters, Lord Jesus, who are in need in their body, Lord, we just we just ask, Lord Jesus, that whatever is hindering. Whatever is hindering a full restoration of the body or the spirit, Lord Jesus, may you just come in and and tear it to pieces, Lord, and destroy the works of that enemy so that we can have the victory, Lord Jesus. And that we will give you all the praise for this victory, Lord. Not our faith, but your faith in us, Lord Jesus. That's what we want, Lord. We want more of you this morning, Lord. More fellowship with you than how we woke up. More fellowship with you than we've ever had in our entire life, Lord. We want you, Jesus. We love you. We bless your name, Lord. Thank you for it all, Lord. Praise your holy name. Amen.
0: Amen. Why don't you greet the brother and sister next to you as you have your seats. We're going to take up the morning offering. Sister Lily Rose is going to come sing for us. So why don't you come at this time and prepare for your special. And as she comes, why don't we just sing together, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. You Three flies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad I'm a part. Sister Lily Rose. Let's just sing as brother Tom comes, yet not I, but through Christ and me. We'll change the order of the service now. All right, we do it in D? Are you in D? What gift of grace is Jesus my redeemer?
2: one Lord worthy of all praise and glory Lord from our hearts we are looking to you the Lamb of God Lord there's a time to worship there's a time to rejoice a time to lift up your name we've come to the house of God for such a reason as this Lord it's a Sunday honoring the resurrection morning thanking you Lord that you are alive You're a living Savior. and Father, especially as the bride of Jesus Christ is gathered around this glorious unveiling of Jesus Christ, there should be something within the hearts of your children crying out, come, Lord Jesus, come. Father, we're looking to you now to quicken your word, to minister to our souls, cause us to have a deeper relationship with you, Father, it's not how much the speaker knows, it's how much you know about those that you're ministering to. So, Father, we just yield ourselves to you asking, Lord, you would have your way. Thanking you for everyone that's assembled here. Praying for Brother Michael Ray as he's out on the field in Uganda. Having wonderful meetings, Lord, I just pray you'll continue to use him while he's away. We pray, God, for everyone that's unable to be here this morning. Maybe they're on the internet, Lord. I pray that you'll bless them also. And those that have joined with us, bless the family of God, the body of Christ, as we commit all to you in Jesus' name. Amen. My hope is built in nothing less. My hope. Yeah, No, no, yeah, yeah, you got it right there. My hope is in the Lord. You've come looking to the Lord Jesus to come and minister deeply to the inner man. Now, I know that we have a church that's full and we have a nice to see everybody here. But individually, individually, we all have our own needs individually. Uh, So I know that the Holy Spirit can can go right to the heart of each and every one of you By even me saying, or any minister that would be preaching, one scripture can feed a whole flock. One quote can mean so much, uh, many different things to many different people, and that's why we love the Word. And I pray this morning as we look to the Word of God, as I minister part two maybe of last Sunday. And uh, thank you for all your fine comments. I know it's not up on the Internet. I don't know whether it's a glitch or not, or they took me literally saying it's just for our church. But I'm I'm just so thankful that it was a blessing to you, and God bless you. Um, Brother Tim uh, Timothy Pruitt, Jr., will be here February 1st. We want to be able... To announce that ahead of time, of course, we wouldn't want to miss that Wednesday night. I thought Wednesday night was a outstanding service, Brother Jean. A lovely service. The Word of God was rich, and I'm so happy and thrilled to see young men take a hold—not just surface, not just you know, riding on top of a surface, but digging deep within the Word of God. And uh, you know, the old the expression is that the students shouldn't surpass the teachers, but I'm finding that they indeed are. And I'm ready to get my rocking chair out too, brothers. It's just nice to see these young men rising up for the glory of God. They're only young in age. They're not young in word. They're, you know, a lot of people can be around here for 60 years and have no idea what the depth of the word is. And a lot of, a lot of times we feel that that's what our, our our stripes are for, but it's not how much or how long we've been. But how is our walk with Almighty God? So Brother Timothy Pruitt will be ministering February the 1st, and on that next week, that same weekend, uh, February 4th, Brother Manuel Kizalu will be with us, and I'm, I'm happy to announce that. Since he's told us, remember that he was here, and he, we preached a series of meetings on Elijah for 100 services, so this is his second of 100. So I said, I, I just said, stay on track, we're expecting the other 98 to come. So he's uh, been a tremendous brother and a blessing to our assembly, and we're looking forward to having him with us. One last announcement, which I'm very proud to announce. I think they have a picture for us uh, up on the internet or up on the screen. See that lovely couple? My grandson. I can't believe I'm there in this timeline. But on behalf of Sister uh, Marielle uh, Fontaine, and Brother Sam and Sister Rebecca Ray. They are proud to announce the engagement of Jack Ray and Sister Jess Punk. God bless them. <laughs> it does me good to look down at my son's beard and see gray in it. <laughs> He's keeping the gray lineage well. Brother Jack said, you know, are you going to have a stand? I said, well, of course I'm going to have you stand. And Sister Jess says, don't have a stand. Well, we have all standing. So, <laughs> Sister Jess, wherever you are. And where are you, Jess? You're hiding. I'm short. There you go. God bless you. We're happy for you. Brother Jack, where are you? There you are. He's been beaming ever since he came over the other night. Brother Jack has been probably the smilest, happiest little boy into now a grown young man, and that smile is still a winner. And God bless you, Jack. We're happy for you. Well, are you ready for the Word? Nice to see you all here. And, um, and, and I will qualify again what I was speaking. I am not targeting anybody. I, um, you know, I... I, I by the, by the emails and the text and the different things come by, they've said, "Brother Tom, it was just for us, it was just for our family, and I'm thankful for that. And um, today it may be a little bit different uh, way of ministering or preaching, and um, again, I want to put that there. Um, I want you to understand saints of God. I take the message very, very obviously, <laughs> we all do, but I'm just trying to calm my nerves here. <laughs> we take the message very. Very seriously. I take it very seriously when, when a prophet covers a subject seven times. I, I do. I say, why seven times? One time's good. Christ Mr. God reveals once. Right? You got, these are tremendous milestone messages. And yet, Brother Bram keeps on hitting. Influence. 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 I get the idea then there's going to be a generation that's going to be influence. And, and, and I, I, need, I, I feel that maybe the Holy Spirit would help me just carry this thought again, if that would be all right. And I'm sure, as I said before, nobody's going to stand up and say, no, that's not all right. So it's sort of a statement that we make to calm ourselves. So without any further delay, let's please turn to uh, Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It might, it might focus to a certain age group at some times, and, and it's good for all of us to uh, look at that um, and take heed to that. But you have to remember, saints, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers in high places. So Satan's attack or his job is to destroy families, individuals, and of course our young people. And if he's going to tear into our kingdom there are going to be men and women of God that are going to tear back into that kingdom. And we are not allowing him to take a foothold, especially in the church of the living God. We're not a bunch of pacifists. We're warriors. And if I see Satan take away your joy, your victory, your health... I take offense, as I've said before, to it. It gets in your family and you just go to church type of people. I take offense to that. Bible says here in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap i would let, i'm i'm not preaching as such on that scripture but it's an idea or a thought that's come from god to us many times in life we journey down certain situations whether it be our home our family, and we feel it's of God, and yet when we come across the message, we certainly see it's not of God, and so then God sends us a message to correct the error because the word corrects the error. And so, then if we sow to something, can I say what Brother Ernie Villanueva so often said? We sow to the wind and we pray for a crop failure. But God's not mocked. So, when we do something or go down a certain way, there will be a reaping to it. But let me give you an exit strategy there is a blood. Can you say amen? Amen. Because the devil will beat you up, but the word is to lift you up. So we understand it, but the blood's there to forgive you and to build on that and make things right. But there is a crop that comes. May God add his blessing to his word. You may have your seats. I watch my time, and a lot of people say, okay, forget the time, but I think we should probably put a clock up there, for my, every time I put my watch on, I go into emergency mode. <laughs> and then what actually comes up is SOS. And I thought, I've got to say, save their souls? <laughs> I am trying that. <laughs> but it's certainly a, a, wonderful, a wonderful message that we believe, a, a word. Now I might be mining or digging down pretty deep into the message and as such because without this thus saith the Lord without it without the strength of it and the way that the God used the messenger for it we would be just like any other church gathering but we are not like any other church gathering. We are the elected by the word of God. We've been chosen by God. There is something that has been driving us to this truth. And I'd like to title the little message, whether it gets maybe looked at a little different, but forgive me for it. And I'm not into shock treatment, but I I wrote it down. Uh, My subject is (laughs) D-U-I. Some of you get it because maybe you've got that ticket. (laughs) My subject last week was was living under the influence of another. And I'd like to speak on driven under the influence. Not driving under the influence. But we're being driven under this influence. And let, can I, can, I, can I just throw something right away? You're here because God loves you. You know, the devil plays with your head. Listen, a lot of us have been just so used and abused by the devil. We have been. We've been beaten up, slugged at told that we're worst of the worst of the worst. But by the grace of God, we are still here. Right. Yes. Worshiping God, wanting God, because if you didn't want it, you wouldn't be here. Yes. And the very fact that you're here, then God's dealing with you. Yes. Until If God isn't dealing with you, you might as well go to, any, go, to the, go to Cactus Club. Go somewhere where you can enjoy your dinner or whatever you want to do. But we've got an enjoyment that reaches beyond food. It's the Word Himself we're feeding off of. People get an idea within their minds what they expect when they come to church. They maybe expect to be told that they're the best and they're wonderful, you're looking good, you're great, and have a nice little subject and talk about some social event and that's going to happen. And, and, and that's what a lot of churches go through. A long service for them is 20 minutes. I would love a service like that. But I told the brothers I can't even say hello in 20 minutes. So I guess I wouldn't be able to preach in their churches. But there's something about a believer that is not, I said, their thirst is not quenched by just the froth and social events that doesn't feed their soul. We have been directed and influenced by so many things in life that we don't even know ourselves how deeply they've been rooted. Many of us have been told or scolded or yelled at or whatever it would be to shape up, ship out, and this is the way that it is. My dad used to say, when I say jump, you don't question, you just say how high. He was a Navy man. I don't think I brought that one down to my children, but if I did, forgive me. There are things in life that so influence us and so uh, uh, somehow affect us, and we bring that into the Word, and what the Word has come is to take that out of us. And you you don't even realize sometimes for years that that thing is laying there. And especially today when... When the whole, um, how can we say the whole space of life is consumed with influencing your mind. How to buy, what to buy, what to wear, how to put your hair. What color is it? Purple? Orange? I mean who in their right mind goes and puts their head in the sink and bleaches their hair purple yellow green and they wait and they look in the mirror and they go wow isn't that beautiful deceived but who's deceived them who has put that in their mind that that is actually attractive And they bought into it. And I remember one time Sister Joanne was talking the other day. We were at a restaurant or something and and she was in the uh, uh, washroom and there was a lady. She was all in goth uniform, I guess a dark black dress with black lipstick and black uh, fingernails. And she's looking in the mirror and Joanne's just standing there and she says, That's so ugly. But they're driven, not by God, but by another demon. So we wrestle not against, we're not, we don't wrestle against, those are demon powers that are out to influence people, and people buy into it. Nobody here, of course, was that way before they got saved, right? You were just a bunch of hicks in the sticks. <laughs> How many of us, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've used it before, but it's pathetic, and I, and I use it because it's me, so I don't have to point fingers at you. Maybe it's because of height. I never really had a problem with my height. I am what I am. My mom told me best things come in small packages, I bought into that. (laughs) And so I said, well, how does that work? Well, she says, you can be a diamond, and that's small. You're worth a lot. I said, so is dynamite. (laughs) Somehow, and, and I just want you to follow the thread, okay, of influence. Somehow, I was... I, I honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm the Beatle generation, right? Unfortunately, I hate to admit that. And it was the big uh, question of who's more popular, Elvis Presley or the Beatles? Well, in Chilliwack, that was a big, um, that was a big uh, what do they call it, a pole. And I wasn't a guy that would go out, and it used to be with the 45s. And anybody here know what a 45 is? Not a gun. Please don't put up a gun your hand for a gun. (laughs) Anybody know what a forty five is? There's some old people here. The forty five was a little record. And it was a one hit wonder. So you know a lot of times when a band had a a good song, they would put it on a forty five. If it was really good, they put it on an album. And I was just too cheap to buy the album. Just too cheap. I hated it. I borrowed it from a friend or somebody would give me as a present, but I'd never go out myself and go buy one because I couldn't stand spending that kind of money. But once you buy into that music, you're buying into fashion. Because the demon isn't satisfied just to hook you on music. He's going to get you thinking certain thoughts, living a certain way, acting a certain way, treating people a certain way. I remember, I, you know, I'm a clean-cut kid from Chilliwack. Man, we had shoop, up the... I mean, we made believers look like unbelievers. We were so clean, spit, and polished. We wore khaki pants. We wore jeans. We wore a golf shirt. We, we just. But when, when the music came, the hair started to go down the ears. Oh, my, Dad freaked out. Because we're supposed to get a haircut at a certain time. And, and I would go to, you know, didn't get my haircut. I didn't want to get my haircut. And who told me I didn't want to get my haircut? Nobody said, don't get a haircut. But it's what you're listening to. Amen. And so then Dad comes into my room and he said, son, you go get a haircut. Well, what is rebellion? Ooh, we're going to really get down to home here. Can I say something here? If you young people don't listen to parents, I'm getting right down to your address. If you don't respect the authority of parents, you will not respect the authority of a teacher. You will not respect the authority of of police officers. You will not respect the authority of ministers. Because it's a seed that has been sown in you. And by the word of God, my Bible says, Honor, mother, and father. But everything else is to influence you away. But I think you have no thought. All right. That's bonus, okay? But that is very important. Because if the parent isn't demanding it, what they are creating is a loose living child that won't listen to you, won't listen to parents, won't listen to teachers, won't listen to ministry, won't listen to nobody, and we've got a generation of rebellious demons. Oh, okay. Are we setting the tone? Influence. Influence is a is an ability to influence others, which means to influence somebody, you are causing an action to be created and a power over. The only way you know that you have influenced somebody is to see a change of attitude. You have no influence if there is no change. So what does Satan use? He uses music. Then, surprise, surprise, he uses the education system. If you don't recognize it for what it is, you will give yourself over to a God of education. As Brother Branham said, I am not promoting ignorance. But there's a demon that comes with education. And you should thank God you've got teachers that have the ability to don't let that demon control them. That is why you're getting an agenda a criteria of homosexuality in the schools perversions in the schools because the teachers are perverts bringing it to their children but god help this church stop it gay is gay lesbians lesbian Homosexual's homosexual homosexual transvestite transvestite is a transvestite a believer is a believer You might as well understand that. There is no gray area in this matter. You are born a boy, raised a boy, but it's trying to influence into churches, it's trying to influence into schools, and don't you dare buy into that. We don't even want to talk about the garbage that they are propagating to get the minds of your children. I resist it. I deny it. I want every daddy, every mummy, every granddad, every grandmother, every child, every young person to say amen. We deny it. The prophet. He denied the high heels, the tight dresses. Now listen, saints, I shouldn't even have to touch that. You've been in the Word long enough. You do not wear skin down, Winnie clothes. You look like a lady, dress like a lady. I went to a restaurant the other day. I mean, it blew my mind. It blew my wife's mind. And my sister-in-law is not even a believer. It blew her mind the lady had fingernails that long I don't even know how they touch the buttons they must exercise at night she had eyelashes I said man those eyelashes could flip pancakes pathetic and they think it looks good you get around it don't get boiled it's not good it's Ichabod it's Sodom I'm not talking about the person because it wasn't me that was wearing high heeled shoes I was almost Tim's height if you fell you'd broke your ankles high waisted jeans fluffy fluffy shirts Mike. you didn't go there did you oh, you're a good man I did Man, I looked, I looked like Peter, uh, what was that guy, uh, Flynn, on uh, the pirate show years ago. Errol Flynn. You know, I just needed a sword. And I looked like a pirate. You looked like a fool. And the devil ran it in your face, and you actually thought you were cool. And my parents were right. I was an idiot. Excuse me for saying that, but nevertheless, they were right. And I, and of course, my hair went from here to down here. And I was so proud and rebellious that when my dad, you know, told me I needed a haircut, I went and did. God saves! I got a haircut. Then he turns around and says, "I liked you better when you're long hair." Now you know it's a demon. Interesting, isn't it? Interesting. But let me just, I'm going to, I just hit a little bit on, uh, I think we we talked a little bit about uh, country western music. I'm going to say this right now. Brother Bram said, without the Holy Ghost, your children will gravitate to that every day. You better get the Holy Ghost before you listen to that garbage. Because if you got the Holy Ghost, you won't listen to that nonsense. The vulgar language. Oh, let me just get into gaming. Am I okay with this? Yes. Okay. It's the gaming as such, and, and, and Brother Joe, forgive me, because I brought it up. I haven't used it for about five years, so I got five years worth of mentioning gaming, okay? He said, I hate it when you guys talk about gaming. They shouldn't have it anyways. You are right, Joe. But somehow, in some way, it still filters in. And so we have to make a stand on it. Yes. Naked women in them I'm sorry, your little hot pants with halter tops on it, they're not naked. They're naked. That's pornography when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, you say, Brother Tom, you're getting pretty strong here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even strong enough yet. The garbage and mil, uh, music and the filthy language and you are allowing your children those kind of games to infiltrate their minds? I think every father... Shall and should take inventory. Now, me, for example, and I'll tell on myself, and maybe not proud of it, but I'm sort of proud of it, but not proud of it. Joan and I first got married. Joan is a musician. I'm a. No, I am do not like. I, I'm not a music guy. The only music I like is my wife. Can I clarify that? And whoever sings with her. I'm, I'm sorry, Victoria. <laughs> I'm talking about everybody in the church here. This is what I'm talking about. That is healthy. Anything other than that, I don't know. I know some brothers say, well, they wrote it. I love Ryan's songs. Ryan, you you could write all day for all I care. I love it. But there is something to be said about who wrote it. And yet we know, and of course we got the quote, you know, all, uh, all inspiration comes from God and whatever. But you should see who gets inspired. Maybe you think twice about listening to it. I know I'm on thin ice, but I'm just trying to help daddies. I'm trying to help you daddies. You give an inch, you'll take a mile. Is that an old expression? Yeah. Some of you have your eyebrows lifted up and saying, Tom, where are you moving off that subject? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. As we went in and we saw then that, that here a prophet is trying to show us, I feel, show me maybe, that influence, influence on another, influence, influence, influence. And Isaiah got caught up in being influenced by King Uzziah. We understand that. And most of us know exactly what brother brennan was preaching on that subject but there was a time when isaiah who was a godly man he did run well as i took the scripture last week but what did hinder him is that he got lifted up in himself And Brother Bram said, He says, you watch that man. And God gives him a little bit of a gift or just a little different than the brothers, and he thinks he's somebody special. He says, You watch that person. He said, Stay humble. Stay humble. Because once you get your eyes off the Lord, and Brother Bram said, He thought he could do anything. And he took the censors that the priesthood took. And he thought he could go and handle the word. And we know that that was he was looking to the full gospel businessman. He was looking at, he says, and some preachers are preaching that shouldn't even be preaching. That's pretty strong. Because they're influencing people only by intellect. And not by the burden of the word of the Lord. And once they put their hand to it, sin comes into the camp. So your testimony as a believer will live on and on even after. If God should tarry, you go to the grave. Your testimony lives on. Can I give you an example? I was with Joanne just a few months ago, and I don't mind, and I do not like shopping. Okay, we got that straight, like Guilford and all those sort of places, mm-mm. But I do not mind going grocery shopping for some reason, maybe because I worked six years in a grocery store, I don't know. But Joanne, I normally hold my hand on the cart, and she runs around, and Picks up something, throws it back in the cart. So there was a gentleman that walked by me, and he had the meat cutter's apron on Brother Mike, IGA, up in Walnut Grove. And and maybe you know him. His name's Russell. You know Russell? Ah, that's a good door for you to preach to him. (laughs) So Russell and I used to go out on Friday nights with a group of guys after work. This is before I got saved. And we went out and did what you're not supposed to do, go to a war. Did I run that one fast so you didn't get it? more, and more. <laughs> i don't even like to admit it <laughs> but that 's what I was, but then that 's not what I am. And so they had known me unfortunately for about five years as I was getting saving funds for university and and I was working there, and one glorious day, I got saved. The great influencer broke. The influence of Laodicea. And I want to say today, once broken. Come on. Once broken. Never repaired. Hallelujah. Drugs and drinking and women and running. Gone. What an influencer. It beats soccer players, musicians. It beats them all. Jesus came and influences us. So I'm sitting there on my little grocery cart, and I'm looking at this red-haired, ruddy guy that's got a little bit of gray in his head. And I walked by, and I thought, should I interrupt his life? (laughs) Do I want to make his life miserable? Yeah. So, as he walked by again, Raymond, he walked by me. I looked at him. I said, Hi, Russell. He thought he saw a ghost, <laughs> a Holy Ghost. <laughs> uh huh. He looked at me and said, Who are you? Well, I said, I know you. You should know me. He said, Nope, don't know you. I said, I'm Tom Ray. No. He said, that's weird. I go, why? He said, I was just thinking about you. You were this way, and then you went that way. And I said, I'm still the same. 47 years, Russell. I'm still the same. What an influencer. Glory. And I'm happy for it, saints. (laughs) he says, man, I remember what you were, but I'm not that. See, they can remember, but they also remember the change. He said, what happened to you? I said, I got saved. And it still works. Oh, he says, you were wild. I said, now I'm tamed. Come on. Come on. Brother Bram said, "Who could tame that devil? There's only one that could tame this devil—not church, not idea, but the presence of the Word. Break that chain, break that demon. You need to be broken this morning. You break it. Influence of Laodicea, get that makeup off here. get those earrings out of there. Hallelujah." Say, well, brother Tom, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a greater influencer. I'm driven by this influence. So when an influence takes place, how many just gave their hearts straight up right there? First time you came in to hear the gospel. One, two, three, four, five. You're special. You're special. I'm a hard nut. You're a soft nut. It's true. I think that's very special. I wish it was that way for me. I wish that it had been that way for me. But I came to Bible Way, and I ran from Bible Way. I came to Bible Way. Brother Ken can give, let you know. He chased my little red truck down a gravel road. Come back. I said no. It's too weird. But you know what? There was something in me that was driving me. What they got is what I want. I don't want to put on religion. I want Jesus Christ. That's what I wanted. And God drove me back. Drove me back till finally I said, brother EBA, it's mine. It's mine. And the day I gave my life to Christ, it's been the same every day since that day. He's mine. Yeah. The great influencer. That's why I love coming to your church. Because I want the word to keep on influencing me. The influence of your Testimony lives on and on and on. Even, saints of God, a person that comes the Bible way and then leaves to the world, that mark of influence lives on. But I want you to know, by the word of the Lord, they never, ever got it. I might as well be just as open with you as I possibly can. The gates of hell can never prevail against a revelation of a new birth. They never got it. Once you got it, you try and go. Well, that I guess is another subject. I'll just let you dwell on that one for a while. How you live today is very powerful. You don't know who's watching you. Your wife is watching you, your children are watching you, your friends are watching you. You make a slip up, that will be marked. Can i put it in the carnal realm for you. Maybe Brother Ken remembers this, or maybe he doesn't. When we were in business together, we had done certain sawmills or machine shops, whatever it would be. Brother Biscoll, of course, was out of business at the time, and he just made a statement to us. He said, "Brother Tom, he said they will remember. They will remember how nice you are. They will remember how wonderful your little company is. They will remember how well you brought in their funds and you you made uh, you made your guarantee and so forth like that. But what they will remember you most for is whether you left their factory clean." And I thought, that's an amazing thought. You can do everything good, everything good, everything good, everything good, but do one thing, one thing, that's what they will remember. Mm -hmm. God help us be driven by the influence of Revelation 10. When influence comes, as far as the Latin definition of it, we uh, we preached on it a little bit. It's an inflow and outflow. What you bring in is what flows out. What you take in, what goes out. What word comes in, word goes out. Take take the world in, the world comes out. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a very simple, it's very simple in the, in the, in the, in that sense. It's an inflow. It causes an outflow, and what you take in determines then what your outflow will be. And many times it's imperceivable. What you take in and digest, it's like who had a carrot yesterday? Nobody? I did, okay. One, one, we got carrot ears. Cucumber? What did you eat? (laughs) (laughs) Hamburger? Oh, two hands went up. Everybody afraid? No, I started a trick question. Meatloaf? Turkey? Chicken? <laughs> okay, hands are coming everywhere. Foo-foo! <laughs> whatever you ate, it's imperceivable of where it goes. Did you have rice? Spaghetti. I'm trying. I'm trying something. Salmon? <laughs> but whatever you eat... It digests in your system, but it's feeding you imperceivably. But if you don't eat, there's nothing to happen. Ah, spiritually. Spiritually. If it's natural, it's also spiritual. Fill your home with the gospel. Play those tapes. Play those MP3s. Play them. Let your children know you love them. Amen. It will influence them. Amen. My daddy don't pray, they don't pray. My mommy don't pray, they won't pray. Mm. Mommy doesn't listen to a uh, tape. Daddy doesn't. Oh, I thrilled my soul. When Sam got the Holy Ghost and then he got married. That didn't thrill me. But then it did thrill me. <laughs> I got a daughter finally. Sam, Sam would sit here and say, "Dad, the service was so hard, so hard. So man, man, just beat beat beat." But then when he got the Holy Ghost, he said, "Dad, the service was fantastic." <laughs> he took it in. And then he left. And I sat in my rocking chair all by myself as we would fell I used to have a friend that would fellowship. Then Michael grew up. <laughs> it's wonderful to see your children dig in the word, love the word, speak the word. Something more than just activities. It's very powerful. Our lives influence mostly our children. As they grow up. It's not what you say. It's what you do. Remember, whatsoever a man soweth, that's what he reaps. and uh, Can I make up a Tom Ray word? Authoritism. Is one thing... When the children are small. But as they grow up, cut them some ability to express their own heart. If you keep beating them down, there will be a complex. In the complex, it works out they hate you. I don't want to get into that, but it's just a side note. Be friendly, as the Scripture says. What happens when you're friendly? Does anybody know that? Yeah. If you're friendly, you'll have friends. I I would want and hope that your children are your best friends. I prayed one time. It broke me down. And I said, heaven wouldn't be heaven without my three boys. It's just not heaven. And heaven's heaven when I even have my three boys here to testify and stand with, burden for. Let's go get our children. So then how you live It's not what you say. It's how you live and love. We all are different, and please, Saints of God, I had to explain this a few times in the last couple of weeks. You are not me. Your wife is not Sister Joanne, and your children aren't my children, aren't your children. We're from a different grab bag. There are things that do work for us that might not work for you, and things that work for you that don't work for us. It is the challenge of every parent in parenting is to try and find out how and what works for each individual child. Because when you're dealing and causing an influence on that one child, Sam is different than Michael. Michael was different than Joel. I, I'm, I'm sorry, as I said last week, I'm sorry for using my own family. But that's what, I, that's what God gave me. And you don't have Joanna as a wife and, or me as a husband. So all you can do is pray, read your Bible, and get in the message And say, Lord, I need this to happen. Can you show me from your word what shall I do? Everything you need in this walk with God is in this message. And if you want me to get really down to specifics, your business and how you deal business and how you treat one another The prophet said "Is how you treat God. And if you want to find the quote, get into influence. Cover it from 1962 to 1964. He'll tell you how to act in business. How to treat one another with respect. Not take advantage. Not fleece them. Now let me say something here right now. If there's anybody in this church that's taking advantage of another brother's funds. You stop it right now. And you don't allow that person to do it to you. You say, what do you get it? Get into influence. I'll show you any kind of quote you want to get in. How you treat one another is how you treat God. You can have the best, best motive. You think. But if your motive isn't according to the word, it's not God's motive. It's your fleshly motive. So there's power and influence. I hate to say this, but is this okay? Okay, I got three nods and five okays. Or you're thinking about what I just said. But that's okay. How are we doing? Man, where does an hour go? There is power of influence within your own personal life. And I'm sure if we were honest with ourselves, we'd have some things that we wish we never did. Okay, okay, all right. This, this, this is all bonus. This is all free. Because you, you can delve into the message. All you, if you believe the message is for an elected people, a bride of Jesus Christ, everything I'm saying to you right now, every quote, I've got page I showed Murphy. I've got 40 pages. And it's not just on a subject. It's just that if you come to me and ask me, I've got your answer. There is power within your own personal testimony. Brother Joe. I have lived off your testimony. I have shared your wife's testimony. I have shared your children's testimony. I have cha- I shared your daughter's testimony. The testimony and the influence of a man will go on, not just for the moment, but for years and years and years to come, because it's not just their testimony. It's God in their testimony. As we said, and we gave examples last week, there was then, as Ahiah, he walked in the ways of the house of Ahab. He had learned his ways from his mother and father. Ahaz, he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, brought in idolatry and loved idolatry, and brought it in. War do you think their children will be? Watch what you bring in the home, parents. I have never had a television in my home. I have a large monitor in my office. I use it for my eyes are getting less and less. And I have never put on a TV program. We had a, a sister when our kids were small bring in a television and played some, some stuff in our, our games room. Uh, Joanne and I came home, and we found out that that was played in our home, and I just said, my home is defiled. I got one. Hmm. Quiet. You've got to watch what you bring in. I would rather my children realize that I'm doing it as unto God than I'm trying to appease them. Because once you give them something, you will give them something more. And as Brother Bisco preached in the 90s, Israel gave away land for peace. And it never works because the devil will want more land to make more peace. And all of a sudden you've got yourself an island. I will not allow this tape to go out, okay? So you can be safe on your amens. You can be influenced by truth, or you can be influenced by a lie. It's your choice. A person said, well, he's a good brother. I'll tell you what a good brother is. A good brother is a brother that's filled with the Holy Ghost. God is family serving God. Walking in the truth of the revelation of his word. That you can have confidence in. Not a flake, but a solid brother. We do not want to have ourselves caught in second or in first Kings thirteen, where an altar, two false altars, were erected and have a living prophet on the premises. So when a real prophet shows up. He speaks against their worship. And let me say something to you, saints. And maybe I'm stepping on ground. I'll step on it. I'll step on it. People leave this church and then want our church to be a part of their church. We never left, we have stayed. They want to come back, come back. But I don't hold hands with people that try and split our church. I think that's enough and I don't need to say any more. They might say, we are being too exclusive. But I want to be in a place to stand on thus saith the word. Here comes a prophet into a land where they got false worship. They got a golden calf erected in Bethel, erected in Dan, and here a prophet has to come from Judah to preach judgment against false worship because there was only one chosen place of worship. Are you listening to me? There's only one chosen place of worship, and that was in where? Jerusalem! I don't care if you're gonna come five hours to church, get to church. I don't care if there's a border, no border. If God has called you here, God has called you here. Come on. Until anything else happens, let us know. But here they got it, a prophet's living just right next door. And then here comes a prophet saying, Thus saith the Lord, you got false worship going on here. Jeroboam turns around and he wants to really, he didn't want to pat him on the back. (laughs) The Bible says he reached forth to him. I won't hurt you, Murphy. (laughs) Huh? He reached forth to grab him, but God stopped him. God withered his hand. Oh, inclusive? There was no inclusiveness there. Huh? No, sir. And withered. And then he says, oh, man of God, entreat God for me. Can you imagine? Now, if it would have been me, you deserve it. (laughs) And oh, by the grace of God, I've got farther than that. And so he goes to him and he prays. And his arm comes out right. He says, I entreat you. Come and eat with me. Let me reward you. He said, not so. God told me not to eat from your food. Not, to, not for anything. I'm on my way. And then an old prophet hears about a, a, a revelated man. A revelated man. A guy who hears from God. Are you listening? He heard from God. But this guy who has no revelation... Should have cursed that calf. Should have cursed it. Right. Right. What influenced him? Prestige? Money? King? What did he do to him? Then finally he says, oh, there's a man that's anointed. Let's let him have it in my house. And so he goes to this fellow and says, come to my house. Let's have food. Let's break bread. Let's do it. He said, the Lord God told me not to have fellowship with you at all. He said, but an angel told me. Oh, don't you hear that often? I'm, listen, saints, the word is here for your protection. I'm not reaching for an agenda. I don't have an agenda. I want to preach thus saith the word of God. And he preached him a lie. And because he lied and he believed the lie, he died. Saints, we don't want to believe no lie. We stand on the word. Amen. We're influenced by the word. Amen. Remember, the word of God is still prophecy. The word of God, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. We're not prophets. We're preachers. Brother Branham turns around and says, a preacher's a prophet. A prophet's a preacher. But there's one preacher for an age, and his name is William Marion Branham. You don't listen to that, there's no rapture for you. He is trying to influence you. Listen, he is that wave sheaf offering. Is that right? And one day, he got caught up by seven angels. Isaiah wasn't the only one that got caught up. Come on. He's a present tense gospel. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Isaiah got caught up. William Branham got caught up. Amen. And turns around and preaches influence. Hallelujah. We need to get caught up. Come on, David. Get caught up and get what? Carried away. All right. Influenced. I want to forget being influenced by a lie. Everybody listening to me? Okay. Because you get influenced by a lie, you're in a heap of trouble. So let's get influenced by truth. Okay? Let's get influenced by truth. So how, can we say then, Abraham influenced his son, By what? Truth. You know what I love about Isaac? He knew how to worship. Come on, young people. I want you to learn how to worship. Man, it would thrill me if every one of you guys in the front row jump out of your seats, start raising your hands, and saying, "Glory be to Jesus! I receive the Holy Ghost. I take that Word of God. It's in flesh within me." Satan, you're a rotten liar. I deny you. I stomp on you. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. You say, "Wow, that, that's a lot of mouthful." We do that every day, huh? Man, I caught myself talking to myself the other day. And I was wondering who I was talking to. The devil. Yes. Devil, get off my property. Yes. Leave my son alone. Yes. The promise is this. ask anything in my name. Yes. Believing. Yes. I shall have what you ask. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So here is Isaac going up the mountain, Tommy. Let's say you and I are going up the mountain. Come on, Isaac, let's go up the mountain. We're going up the right side of the mountain. So we're going up the mountain. He says, Daddy, There's wood, there's fire, but something's wrong. He knew how to worship. He said, we got fire, dad. We got wood, dad. But where's the sacrifice, dad? Oh, here comes truth. The Lord shall provide himself a sacrifice. Daddy comes to church. Mommy comes to church. Our children see us. Worship. But Lord, where's the lamb? He came forth to open the book every service. Amen. Amen. And the Lord Himself provided a lamb. Truth. I I trust in this little end up subject, and I'm sorry I haven't covered too much of it, but if you stay in truth and God has spoke to you, be immovable and unshakable in it. Somebody can say, God told me, well, if there's no fruit to follow, God didn't tell you. Then go repent. We've been given the recipe. We've been given the recipe. Wonderful thing about believers, they give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And that is indeed true. They give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But there's sometimes when you have that doubt, check it out with the Word and see what the Word says. See what the Word says. How often have we been given instruction? No different than our parents have given us instruction within our own homes. But because that we don't give the honor and respect to our parents, when you get instructed in the house of God, you don't take that instruction either. It's just another opinion. My mom and dad don't know anything. The preacher doesn't know my situation. But please, let's remove that and say, the preacher doesn't, but the Word does. Yes. The Word does. I would say it's time, saints of God. And, you know, this is, this is your own conviction, And how you deal with it within your own home and your own personal life. You can have the greatest hockey players' logos on your back, but find out they live like devils. Do you really want to be influenced by that name? If you had Brother Biscoll on your back, I would probably hold you up and say, hey, you got the right revelation. I'm sorry. I'm proud of that man. I'm proud of the servant of the living God. I'm proud to, be set, to know that I've sat under his ministry for 47 years. 48, I guess it is now. I'm proud of that. Anybody speak against that? They're going to speak against me. You speak against my wife, you're speaking against me. You talk about my pastor, or you're, you're dealing with me. Thank you, Brother Glenn. We've been in this one a long time. We love that man of God. I'm not going to let no superstar, some silly musician that's got 455 million followers. To me, that's abysmal. If they pointed them to Christ, I'd say, what a platform you're on. Not one of them, not one of them give Jesus Christ the time he's due. Could you imagine Jeremy, waking up in the morning and having 455 million people wanting to know what toothpaste you're using. You say, hey man, I'm a pretty powerful guy. <laughs> 450 million want to know what I'm wearing today scrubs. <laughs> huh? It, it, it sounds ridiculous. Oh, what was your eyeshadow this day? Oh, really? Deep. And people call us crazy? Huh? They call a people that love the Lord Jesus with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength? Believe that God would send a prophet to prepare
3: us for a rapture?
2: I had spaghetti with meatballs tonight. And they're texting that out to... 425 million, 361 million, 442 million. We can barely get an outreach meeting and a handful of people come to the service. Something's wrong. Satan has duped the generation. But that's why a prophet comes in, invisible union, saying, there will be very, very, very few. And I want you to say, I am one of the few. I could care about the 450 million, 325 million. I could care less, but I care for the family of God. Amen. Your actions tells everything. How do you even sit in a pew? I preached one time years ago. Here's a, here's a good one for you. I preached on one of these years ago on influence. I should have I should have looked for that message. Here, I'll show you what real influence is? Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. The only person you're influencing is yourself. Everybody's looking at you saying, you're dead. It's called body language, if you want to do a study on it. And you'll find out body language... It uh, tells a whole lot about a person. Boy, you all sat up all of a sudden. <laughs> that was real quick. <laughs> Body language. People used to say amen. They can't even say amen anymore. That's weird to me. That is totally weird. Man, I... I figured the day that I said amen, I remember. I remember and I was in the log church. I it took me from the house to the log church to get enough nerd to say amen. Yeah. And I even felt red you know, I get red right around the collar sometimes. I said, Amen. But I got loosed. The next time I said Amen, nobody looked at me. And then I said, Hey, I can say Amen anytime I want. But amen at the right time. Boy, I didn't know that was going to go over that big. <laughs> amen. What are you talking about, amen? I just said something. You know, clap at the right time. <laughs> Stand at the right time. Boy, I better get off that. If you don't, if you, anyway, it's Brother Tom, I'm sorry. A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of the faithful spirit concealeth the matter. I hope that influences you. I really want this to influence every mother that goes to school. I'm assuming, of course, everybody that's in the parking lot that talks and spends their time are edifying each other from the Sunday morning service. This is all free. But we do, saints of God, want to take the Word of God, be in the Word of God. Let the Word of God influence you. A tale-bearer. Do your own study on it. A tale bearer. Did you know? <laughs> Jack and Jess are married. They're not married. They're engaged. I knew it all along. Oh, and the stories that go, sorry, Jack. I don't want to ruin this glorious event. I liked it when we were engaged, Joanne and I. Brother Ed said you had to wait until we had the ring before we could announce it, so Jack got the ring right away so he can announce it. So Joanne got a ring, and I I gave Joanne the ring, and then she went to his sister and said, I'm engaged. She said, congratulations. Who? That's what I like. (laughs) Ah, it doesn't stop there. Tom. Tom Who? There's only one Tom in the church. <laughs> That's keeping your life private with God. Oh, I do feel bad having. Just, just let me finish, okay? And then we won't have to deal with this subject anymore. <laughs> A talebearer re- revealeth secrets. Well, if you want that down and you want to put it in your Bible, husbands can put it to their wives or vice versa. Proverbs 11 and 13. Corinthians 15 and 33 says, Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Oh, I love this one for parents. Parents, train up a child in the way he should go even when he's old. He will not depart from it. Teach them young. Teach them how to pray young. Teach them how to get the Holy Ghost young. Teach them how to walk with God young. 1 John 5 and 19. We know that we are of God and the whole world lieth in wickedness. There's a division. Let the world lie in wickedness and let them have their influence amongst themselves. But don't let it influence the house of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3 and 2 says, You are epistles written in our hearts known and read of all men. This is where we started with our subject, influence, 1963, November the 14th. I wish to take a text, if I could call it that, on the subject of influence. Influence is a great thing. We are told of the scriptures. We are written epistles and read of all men. And we as Christians should always watch what we do and what we say. That we're perfectly honest to every man. If you would like to get that book printed out, I'm sure Megan would love to print that out for you. And I pray that there's a rush for it if you'd like it in book form. We are Christians. We should always watch what we do and what we say. Even around the dinner table. Be careful, little ears, what you Oh, you know that. Roast preachers on menu today. How dare Tom talk to you like that. What you've just done is destroyed your child. Every time Brother Tom or Brother Tim or Brother Michael or Brother Murphy stands in this pulpit, the day you criticize is the day you destroy your child. If you want to criticize, come to me or these brothers. Watch even what you say to your wife. Can I give you something free? Since I'm giving away free items today. Brother Lonnie Jenkins said something years ago when I was, I don't think, uh, uh, Joanne and I were even married at the time. Brother Lonnie had an amazing ability to drop in just golden nuggets all the time. All the time. He would tell us how to tithe, he took a subject of tithes. He said, "If you don't tithe, at ten dollars, that one dollar going in the tithe box." Wow, that got quiet. I'm able to look up in the up in the balcony. People tithe here. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a few nods. Some not, not, don't even want to look at me. That's okay. But it's a biblical principle. So, if you want to talk to a trustee, Darren, Brother Norm, mm-hmm, Brother Iverson, Brother Rowan, they're here to discuss that with you. But anyways, he said to me, he said, "Hmm, you make ten bucks, pay a dollar." You say, "Oh yeah, I can do that. Ten dollars." <laughs> uh, but when you get a hundred bucks, it's ten bucks. Oh, well, ten bucks, hey, I could buy a Mac, a big Mac. Yeah, it's terrible how reasoning goes, huh? But when you get a $1, thousand dollars, a hundred dollars could buy ten Big Macs. You see, you can't let reason come in. You've got to let the influence of the word conquer the influence of reason. So what do you do? As brother Lonnie says, just write the check. Just push pay. Just do it. Because someday you're going to have $10,000. Mm-hmm. dollars And then it's 1,000 bucks. I could pay rent with that. No, it's not yours to pay. But you just watch, because now you're getting into my category, a hundred thousand. Sell a home. Oh. We should have a stewardship night, shouldn't we? <laughs> I think that would help you, huh? But when you're talking in in that kind of volume, unless you've got that thing conquered, you'll fight that for the rest of your life. But let me tell you, saints of God, I've never put my ties in ever expecting a return. But my return has been my godly wife, my lovely boys, their beautiful wives, my darling grandchildren. I never wanted money and God gave me a bountiful. I hope that helps you. I just hope that helps you. Are you under the influence? Can I give you a ticket? Can I give you a ticket? What do you watch? What do you see? What do you do with your time? Is it for God or not God? Can I give you a ticket? You're going to get a ticket. Policeman's going to be there. The Holy Ghost is going to tap you on the shoulder. You want to go to court? You're dead. <laughs> Are you guilty or not guilty? Anybody gone to court before? Oh, no, don't lift your hands, please. <laughs> I, I really don't want to know. <laughs> hey, I went to court. I'll, I'll, like, I'll, I'll do it back on me. I went to court, and this policeman gave me a ticket. How dare him? He gave me a ticket. I was, I was, it's a four-way stop, and a semi-truck was going across, and so I'm stopped here. I have to stop because I don't want to hit a semi-truck. So I turned the corner, and a police officer was over there. He jumps out of his car. I thought he wanted to say hello. <laughs> he doesn't even know me. And I go, hi, officer, what would you like? I'm giving you a ticket. I was what for? He says, you didn't stop at that four-way stop. I said, I had to. I said, I'd hit the Kenworth truck that went by if I didn't stop. Well, he I'm going to give you a ticket anyway. I said, fine, go ahead. I'll take you to court. I took him to court, and that nice judge looked at me. No, he looked at my wife. He said, Mrs. Ray, were you with him? She says, yes, I was. Did he stop? Yes, he did. Case dismissed. (laughs) I love taking my wife with me. (laughs) She doesn't like my driving, but she, she... Influence. influence I trust this morning as I end this little service the musicians get ready to come please come don't get ready Get. Well, please come that maybe something that would help spur you to dig in deeper read your Bible more Take a series of a subject and see what the prophet says regarding that subject. You'll find how to put your home in order, how you'll put your finances in order, how to put your boys and children in order, and how to come to church in order, and how to give in order. The whole message is to influence us like Jesus. Do we sing that song? To be like Jesus, to be like Jesus, on earth I long to be like Him, All From earth to glory I only me to be like Him Let me just read and finish this quote, please. And we as Christians should always watch what we do, what we say. That we're perfectly honest to every man. Brother Brenham goes on to say, if you're not honest with yourself, you won't be honest with another man. And if you're not honest with that man, you won't be honest with God. So it just keeps on and keeps on and keeps on. Be honest. Be perfectly honest with every man. If you can't be honest with your fellow man, you certainly won't be honest with God. So how we serve God is how we serve one another. Hmm. Say, Brother Tom, it's a Sunday morning. It sounds like a Wednesday night service. Home cooking. Well, saints of God, we need to take the word of God right down to the inner man, down to our souls. So how we serve God is how we serve one another. As honest as I would be with you, that's how honest I will be with God. And that's the same way with you with me. We must be honest with each other in all our dealings. I preached a little message years ago. Brother Ken reminds me of it ever so often. He seems to use it. And the scripture says, to the pure, all things are pure. And that is indeed true. You got a pure heart, you will look at one another purely. But if you got a heart that will cheat. You think everybody's a cheater. It's just inevitable. If you're a thief, everybody's a thief. And you judge everybody's actions by the way you think you are. But at the end of this little service, I trust you can put up your hands and say, Lord, by the grace of God, let me have a pure heart. Give me a heart like thine. Lord, let my life influence the brothers that I sit by side every service and sisters. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to be true and honest, not before just man, but before God. You say, "Well, brother Tom, how come you didn't preach it a little bit harder or straighter or deeper?" Brother Bram said at one place, he said, if you don't learn your ABCs, how do you expect to have algebra? This isn't necessarily just ABCs. This is real life living. This is a believer's position in Christ. This is how you get victory over the devil. It gives you courage to handle, thus saith the Lord. So when the enemy comes knocking at your door, you don't have anything you have to put under the mat or you just hit him head on and say, I've been honest with God. I'm honest with my brother. I'm going to be honest with you, devil. Don't you dare put a foothold in my family. We'll speak of the wonders and the deep things of God. This is true. But there comes a time in every family's life you start have to be honest with one another first. If you'll be honest with one another, you'll be honest with the church. And may God help us as we go into this next year setting down some parameters in Christ Jesus, knowing that our God hears us and he answers our prayer. How many want to be influenced, not by Laodicea, let's stand to our feet, but want to be influenced to the Lord and have him influence you in a greater way in a deeper walk with God? That's all my heart cries for. Deeper in that holy life till I'm lost with Christ and God.
3: Deeper. We love
2: be for two, whomever. And you say, in your own heart, Lord, I need to be influenced by this great angel. Not only Isaiah got caught up into, not only did the prophet get caught up into, but I need to get caught up into. And you just want to just open up your heart to him this morning and say, "Hear, my Lord, speak to me, Father. Heavenly Father, whether it be from the back of the church to the front, heads bowed, hearts lifted up, hands raised. Scripture declares that you are indeed not mocked. And so, Lord, we want to do things better We want to walk in the bloody footprints of our Lord Jesus Christ. We want to put on the humility of God. Not talk about it, but we want to live about it. Mothers, daddies, young people, brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, all of us. As the songwriter says, I want more of Jesus, more and more and more. I want more of Jesus than I've ever had before. The world is being caught up into a realm of being influenced, Lord, in a demonic realm. But, Lord, you've descended in our hour to come and influence a people, preparing them for the great hereafter. And so, Father, I just pray something would be said to quicken their hearts or more of this Jesus more of this word to be more like you Lord to be honest upright to be true that Lord it wouldn't just be words but it would be a living life in Christ that Paul said I no longer live but now it's Christ living in me may it be Lord exuded out of our lives be kind to one another be honest to one another Love one another. And by this shall all men know that you're my disciples. Lord, we're a little bit strange to Laodicea because we are not of Laodicea. And Father, we can get excited about many things and indeed we shall and will continue. But sometimes, Lord, we have to dig a little deeper in the love of Jesus. So Lord, as mummies and daddies and each and every one of us will leave this little house... May we be so impregnated by the Word of God that it will take a hold within every one of our lives. That, Lord, through this little couple of services, and I'm so sorry, Lord, I would love to have preached, but I just pray, Lord, that something been said to edify and build each and every one of them up into this faith. Watch over us as a church, Lord. Give us discernment of spirit. Let us love the word of God before the love of man. And let us walk in truth and not error or lies. And let the grace of God be our portion, Lord, as we are a united body as one, that we can shout and give you all the glory as one voice, one heart, and one mind. I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that didn't hurt too bad. It went a little bit fast for me, but sorry I didn't cover as much as I wanted to. And I will not visit this subject for a while. We'll see and take inventory maybe another time. I don't want to break the atmosphere, so please... Ponder these things. Tell the devil, I'm one of them. And I will not be denied. So please greet one another with a godly handshake. Tell each one how much you love and appreciate each other. Makes the church strong. And God bless you. God be with you until we meet again. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.